what I'm sharing. And to me, it's very important. And uh, I believe that uh, this is a step into what God is calling our church to. And uh, nobody's going to be left behind. All of us are going uh, with this. And I'm so grateful to God. Father, I want to thank you. Holy Spirit, I welcome your presence here tonight. And I ask that you speak to us, minister to us from your word, and build us up as children of the living God. Thank you, Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. We're talking about growing into your inheritance in Christ. A child makes the heart of the father glad. A son makes the heart of the father proud. There's a difference. You cannot help your child to grow. In other words, you cannot grow for them. You can provide everything they need to grow. But you cannot grow for the child. The child has to grow for himself or herself. The key for Christianity is we really need to grow. You cannot remain a child once you have been born again. And that's up to you in your own house. Every one of us can become mature. God does not like his children to stay immature. God cannot do things with you as long as you stay immature and exhibit characteristics and traits of immaturity. You don't give serious responsibilities to children. So God demands and wants every of his child to grow. To go from immaturity to maturity. He demands that. Because there is a work to be done. The work is so great. God needs sons. And notice in the spirit spirit realm, there are no daughters. Everyone is a son. Because as a spirit, you are neither male nor female. And you have been born by the spirit of God. God wants you to grow. So that he can begin to accomplish his will for your life and for the world. He needs you to grow, not to stay as a child. You know, in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 to 3, he says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles. You hear me talk a lot about principles. It's very important. Because there are principles in Christianity that you have to live by. But God is saying, we have to leave the elementary principles. So there are some things that God considers elementary principles. We got to go from them. We need them when we are new, but we need to go from there and grow into other principles that are principles for adults. God doesn't want you to stay where you are. Leaving, therefore, in other words, I've spoken to you, Now, we need to leave the elementary principles of Christ. Let us go on to perfection. That means go into maturity. That's every one of us. We got to leave. If you are on the other side of leaving, you are still immature. And God's still waiting for you on the other side. Because he's got stuff to give to you. He's got stuff to do for you. He got stuff for you to do for him. You can't be on the other side. So we leave those elementary principles. Let us go to maturity, not laying again the foundation. So there is a foundational, there are foundational principles that we all need to know. And we really need to know them so quickly, we move away from them. Because God's looking for sons. He's excited about you being born. There is joy among the angels, in the midst of the angels in heaven. But after that, God wants to celebrate his sons. And in fact, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8 that the whole creation is groaning, waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. Not children, but the sons of God. 
God wants you to be manifested. And he cannot reveal you to the world unless you get to the place of maturity. And you are not exhibiting the traits of immaturity. And every one of us can get there. Don't be deceived that I don't have the capacity to be a spiritual being, a spiritual man or a spiritual woman. Don't let anyone deceive you. You can, you have all that it takes to be a spiritual person before God, somebody that God can use, somebody that God can rely on, somebody that God says, I can't do it without this person. Yes, he wants you to get to that place, but it's your decision to decide in your heart, I'm going to grow to the place where the kingdom of God, at least part of it, is resting on me. Paul said, I'm taking what's up for the, the kingdom of God, for Christ. The suffering that is needed, I'll take it for them. God was relying on Paul. So we got to grow into maturity. He says we need to go f- from dead works, a faith towards God. When we're still struggling with dead works and, and struggling with <laughs> all kinds of things uh, that should be in our past, that's because we're looking back. And you know what happened to Lot's wife? When he looked back, it became, she became what? A pillar of salt. A pillar. You can't go anywhere if you become a pillar. You can't move. That's what happens to us when we keep looking back. It happens to you. It happens to me. But that time is gone. Amen? It's time to go forward. It's time to go into the work of the kingdom. It's time to grow. It's time to begin to put no such thing anymore. It's over. Let's keep going. Amen? And every one of us together. The foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. Did you know that faith towards God is elementary principle? And we're still talking about faith towards God. To believe God for something, that's an elementary principle. Whoa, big news. We spend a whole quarter talking about how to believe God and have faith. That's elementary principle. We need to go further. Faith towards God. Of the doctrine of baptisms. Notice the word baptisms. A lot of Christians are still struggling with the baptism in the Holy Spirit. That's a foundational principle. You should know this by now. If you can't pray in tongues and there is some kind of fear in your heart, praying in tongues, you're still a baby. You may be doing a lot, but you are a baby. If you don't understand being born again, that's just the beginning. And being filled with the Holy Spirit so that you can speak in tongues. And you have a lot of questions about that. Get out of that place. Get a book. Find something. Know about this. Notice it didn't say baptism. Because there is not just one baptism in baptism in water. That's one baptism in water. There is another baptism in the Holy Spirit. Then there's a baptism with fire. That's passion. All of these baptisms, they're very important. If you're struggling with the baptism in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, well, I don't believe that. But you got problems. You're still a baby. And God cannot choose to read Charles and Francis Hunter's books. If to cast out a devil, you got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They'll play games with you and even slap you good. If you don't, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. It's an amazing thing to find people arguing about that. I hate to argue with people about whether to be filled with the Holy Spirit or, or speaking in tongues. If you don't want it, that's your problem. You are the one that Satan is going to be harassing, not me. You are the one that's going to be calling Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit at the same time, pleading with fear in your heart. That's your problem. And Satan knows you don't have it. He says, Paul I know, Jesus I know, 
Paul I know has the authority. Who are you? Because you don't have knowledge. So we need to grow the, the, the doctrine of baptisms. I, it always is a pain for me, real serious pain, when I see Christians who cannot pray in tongues openly. What's going on? Why can't you? This is a gift from the Father. Why can't you? You can get help unless you don't have any desire. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. You can grow if you want to. It's really up to you. You can stay a baby if you want to. Just God won't give you responsibility in the kingdom. No, let me tell you what. There are no, if you are on the earth and God's giving you responsibility for the kingdom, there is no greater honor than that. No greater honor than that. If you are called by the President of the United States to represent him in any way, that's a great honor. But when the God of the universe puts the responsibility upon you, maybe on earth nobody will recognize it, but in the other life, and this life is really short, in the other life, they will know what the man that God has set aside to honor. That's a great honor. But he will not place that honor of you, on you if you decide to remain a baby. That's the key. Not just to go to church and sit in the pew, or if, uh, in the, on the chair, and wait to be taught. No, God wants you to go beyond that. Aspire to do something for the kingdom of God. Something tangible. Something that they can, you can point your finger to. Something that people can talk about. And no, if there's nothing like that going on in your life, it's never going on in your life, check your life and decide. I mean, I'm not rebuking you tonight. This is the good crowd here. I like to preach that on Sunday morning. It's really important, you know, we got to go from God. I hate trying to struggle with people. Let's do this. Well, I don't believe that. And back and forth. It's, I have no time for that anymore. If you're ready, we're going together. And we are going to do kingdom work. And God's going to honor it. Because he's going to place his stamp on it. When we speak, the devils will listen. Every one of us. Amen. When we act, God confirms his word. With signs following. I'm not chasing after anybody. Jesus never did. Jesus never did. He allowed them to go if they wanted to go. We want them to come. He invited them. Come, right? Unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. But he didn't go looking. They came to him. We do all it takes to fulfill the Father's will. Please know this. God's not preparing a blessing for you. Amen. God's preparing you for the blessing that he already has for you. That's the difference. God's not preparing a blessing for you. The blessings are already there. He's preparing you for the blessing that he's already prepared for you. And until you get mature, you'll never get to your blessing. God's preparing people. For his blessings. He's preparing you for things. He already prepared for you. But we have to grow. That's why the drive is to get away from being a baby. I'm not going to be afraid anymore. I'm not going to be a baby anymore. I can't stay that way all the rest of my life. Those that were before me that are getting older. They are leaving the world. T.L. Osborne is gone and all of those people are gone. Who's going to do what they were doing? I got to grow up and I got to grow up fast to replace them so that the kingdom of God will continue and the word of God will continue. I've got to grow up. I may not be able to do as much, but I can contribute. And if we have a lot of them doing it, that's a lot. That's what it is. But if everybody remains a baby, you know, I have a passion in my heart this, God, this kingdom of God has to keep on going even when I leave. And we've got to pass it on to the next generation. 
But we won't do it if we are babies and the babies are looking, babies looking to babies. It's a real problem if you leave a child to take care of another child. Both of them are children and say, well, I'm, I'm out here, but I left the Johnny with uh, 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 Tracy back home. <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> that's a six-year-old kid with another six-year-old kid. That's not going to work. We got to grow up. You see, God's a God of process. He prepares you for the blessing he's already prepared for you. And Galatians tells us a child, even though he's an heir, meaning he's going to inherit everything and has so much power, he's a slave as long as he's a child. That's what God tells us in the scriptures. So the drive then is to come out of babyhood and become a mature Christian so that you can be manifested. God can manifest you. Look in Luke 180, I need to go back to this. So the child grew and became strong, talking of John the Baptist, in spirit and was in the desert till the day of his manifestation to Israel. God reveals his son. And that's what he did after Jesus was 30 years old. Go back to that so we understand where we're coming from. The angels rejoice, like I said, the angels rejoiced when Jesus was born. They came down from heaven and they sang. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Goodwill towards men. But the father wasn't there. The father never spoke. But when Jesus was 30 years old, after his baptism, as he came out of the water, the Holy Spirit showed up. And the father himself showed up. No angel, but the Godhead this time. And the father, for the first time, men heard him, not just the prophet, but people standing around, they heard God speak. This is my beloved son. He didn't show up when he was born. He showed up when he was revealed to Israel as a man, as a son. So we need to grow up. So God's not preparing a blessing for us. He's already done that. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, it says, But as it's written, I had not seen, nor ye heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. He has already prepared things for you. He has already prepared things for you. And now he's preparing you for the things he has already prepared for you. And to grow, you need to grow spiritually and become mature so that you can drive the car that he has already prepared for you. Nobody's going to give you the key to the car if you remain a child. That's what this is. God's not preparing a blessing for anyone. He's preparing you for your blessing and he's taking you to your blessing and will deliver the blessing to you so that you can be revealed for a show when you become a son. Mature. That's what's going on. A lot of Christians stay in the babyhood going back and forth, toe and fro, tossed toe and fro with every wind of doctrine exhibiting characteristics of, 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 of children. And God says, you're still a baby. Paul said, you are a child. You're still babies. I can't speak to you as adults. I can't speak to you as mature Christians, spiritual. You are still babes. You need milk. But we need to grow. We need to get to that place. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 1 verse 3, how God has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So how do we grow? How do we grow? What does it take to grow? Primarily two things. Two things. It takes two things to grow and become mature. It can be either of the two. It's got to be both. And in a very, with intention. Intentional 
thing from your heart towards God, I'm going to grow. And you will grow. In Acts 20, verse 32, Paul speaking to the Christians in Ephesus, it says, Now, brethren, I commend you to God. In other words, I'm commending you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. What is the word able to do? Yes. We all need building up, right? And the word, these are the blocks with which God uses to build you up spiritually. In other words, I'm going to turn you over to God. First to God. I, we need God, right? We need the Father. But not just that. I'm going to turn you over to the word of, of his grace. The word of his grace, which is able to build you up and what? Give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. You see, God's already prepared this inheritance for you. But you need first to be built up before you can have your inheritance with the saints who were sanctified. Let's read it again. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the, the word of his grace. It is the word of his grace which is able, that is able to build you up. The word of his grace, it will build you up and then give you an inheritance among those who have been set apart. Until you are built up, you can't stand with those that have been set apart. You really can't get there. No one will, can grow for you. It's your responsibility to seek growth. I'm not going to sit back here anymore. I want to contribute to what's going on in the Ark Fellowship. And I want it to be tangible. Amen. I want somebody in the Ark Fellowship to turn around and say, you know, that brother brought me to the Lord. And here I am. I'm worshiping my God. That's a wonderful thing. When I went to Georgia the other time, when Papa died, I went there and, and there was a young man who is now an associate pastor of a church. I hadn't seen him since in the 80s. And he was there waiting because I, was, I came into, I think it was a restaurant, and helped him to receive the Holy Spirit. And he hadn't forgotten that. I was glad to see that he is a, an associate pastor now. I'm sure, I don't know how long he's been there. But whatever God does through that young man, I have a part in it. I have a part in it. That was significant in his life. He knew that something changed in his life when he received the Holy Spirit. So when he heard I was coming back to Georgia, never knew about him. I'd almost forgotten about it. I knew about the restaurant and how I was there. I can't recall everything. But because he received something from the Father, he, he can't forget it. And we're connected forever. Amen. I want more of that. Amen. I want more of that. Before I leave this world, I've got to have more of that. So that when I'm gone, there are still some of those down there doing the work while I am with the Father. One of the reasons why I want to write books. Because I'm not going to be here forever. It's not just to make money. When I'm gone, somebody may be reading my book. And adding to my reward when I get to heaven. Hallelujah. You can laugh now, but this is sweet. You, you can't go to a war without a strategy. Amen. This is my strategy for my glorification when I get there. So maybe I'll be able to stand a little bit, not too close to Paul, but maybe somewhere close. And not feel bad. I'm telling you, we got to come off of this I don't know what to call it. You know, people just, you got to work for God. 
There's got to be a passion. This thing is life and death. And God depending on us. We're struggling and scratching. Always strategizing only for things in this world. We have forgotten why God saved us in the first place. We got to get mature and get busy for the kingdom of God. Not for pastor, good luck. For the kingdom of your father who went to the cross for you. He gave his life so that you can give your life for the rest of the world. Just like your oldest brother, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You want to be just like him. Giving everything. My food is to do the will of the Father that sent me and to finish his work. That's what Jesus said. I'm not going to taste anything until I finish his work. That's maturity. That's maturity. He wasn't thinking of himself. He's got to please the Father. When you're still thinking about yourself and your circumstance and situation and all of that, and it's all about strategy around things in the world, you're forgotten why you were created in the first place. We got to go. I'm talking to you here tonight because you are the core. Amen. If something moves, that's those showing up on Wednesday nights. And if we move it, it will move. And when you're gone, it's still moving. Because anything that the Holy Spirit is involved in is dynamic. It never dies. It never dies. And I want to be a part of it. Amen? I want to be a part of it. I'm looking by the grace of God among us here. And I'm going to drop this for you today. As you grow, God's expecting one thing for you. I'm going to share with that with you from the word. How long have you been a Christian? What have you been doing? Surviving? How can you have the Holy Spirit and all you're doing is trying to survive? Seek first the kingdom of God, right? God will take care of that. And I'm sure God's going to take care of that. As long as God is alive and he's seated on the throne, he'll take care of me. But I got I to do something for him. I got to grow up. I got to grow up. There's something God wants you to do. Let me show you. Let me show you tonight. And I pray that every one of you here tonight, as you hear my voice, you will aspire to get to that place, every one of you. Even if you just knew. I'd like you to get, get inspired tonight and begin to look. I've got to be there. I got to get there. Now it's really subtle. It's really subtle. But you need to catch it. That's how God gives you revelation. You are placed by your revelation. God places you through the revelation that He gives to you. And the devil places you as well through the revelation you receive from the Lord. This is it. Hebrews chapter 5. Verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be what? You ought to be what? Okay. By this time, is he talking to just Pastor Goodluck? Is he talking to me? He's talking to you. What does he want you to be? Oh, thank you so much. You're really smart tonight. No kidding. <laughs> He wants you to be what? A teacher. So what does that say? If you've been a Christian for a while and you are not teaching, I mean you don't have to teach from here or maybe from the Sunday school class, but you can teach. You can teach. He wants you to grow up. Babies don't teach. You got to teach. If you can't find a place to teach in the church, I used to look for my pulpit under a tree in Georgia. You can ask Pastor Addison, he'll tell you. I, I knew they wouldn't allow me to teach in church, so I went and got the neighborhood kids under a tree, played my guitar, and taught them. I did that almost every Saturday. 
I had one little kid that lived by my house. He got very mad one day because I left him <laughs> and drove away without taking him to join the other kids for the teaching time. And my, the main thing is I played the guitar. Father, you know the song, Father Abraham? That was my famous song. Father Abraham has many sons. Many sons has Father Abraham. And I'm playing my guitar, and the kids are doing all this stuff, and I'm doing it. Uh, that's a graduate student doing that. <laughs> oh, you're laughing. But I was having fun. Sometimes I start taking these kids, you know, bring them in, in my little car. And, and they go back there and somebody teaches them. And they have to church, they run back to me. I'm so excited. Pastor said, Brother, good luck. Guess what? I said, What? I received Jesus today. They tell me. And they're scheduled for baptism. And their parents show up because their child is being baptized. One day I'm going to see those kids. One day I'm going to see those kids. I'm telling you, kids, people, we need to wake up. We need to wake up. We really need to wake up. Many of us were just playing games. Get involved. Get involved. Get serious. Do something. You don't have to preach from here. Like my brother Emilio said, do something. God's waiting. The kingdom of God is waiting. We got to do something. We got to grow up. It's not me, me, me and my house and my family. There's a work to be done. There's a work to be done. And this is, there are no games here. I got to grow up. And you learn obedience by the things you suffer. I'm not here to prove anything to anybody. I've got to be sure that Jesus didn't die in vain for this life. For this life? Uh-uh. I got to live for him. I got to live for him. And I'm begging you in his name. Let's live for him. Let's do his work here. He's giving us a platform. We can do work. We have a place. We can bring them here. You can drive them here. There works to be done. You may start with driving vans to get them. That's what we did, bringing them with my car. I wish we had a van because the kids, want, the kids wanted to go to church. They will stand waiting for me. My car was so small. The seats piled on each other. And with time, the church took it over from me because I couldn't help it. <sighs> For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles. We're back to principles again. The first principles of the oracle of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. It's still in need, but it's not real food. It's not solid food. The writer is not pleased. I'm sure the writer writing this is pained by what he's writing and what he has to deal with. Of believers. They need milk. 
He doesn't want to give the milk anymore. He's tired of giving the milk. He wants them to have solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. Unskilled in the word of righteousness. If you partake only of milk, you are unskilled because you are the righteousness of God in Christ, right? And you already have the gift of righteousness. There is the spirit of righteousness. Here, the word of righteousness. If you are unskilled with the word of righteousness, Satan won't listen to you. That's a baby talking. That's a baby talking. He will harass you. When you tell him to sit down, he says, who? who? You talking to me? You're a baby. You are unskilled with the word of righteousness. You have the word of righteousness, but you got no skill because you're still a baby. You got to grow. We've got to grow. Can I hear an amen? We've got to grow. We've got to grow. I can't grow for you. You got to make that determination yourself. And every one of us can grow. And there are no limits to growth. Spiritually, no limits. You can't get fat or skinny or tall. You just grow spiritually. And only the devil and God himself can evaluate that. But when you are growing spiritually, when Satan sees you, he knows, I can't mess with this one. But all of us have the same gift of righteousness. My righteousness is not greater than yours. But when you don't grow through the word and you still need milk, you are unskilled in the use of what you got and Satan will not respect you. He harass you, harass your children, harass your home. You act like a baby. If he walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. We got to grow. Amen. For he is a babe. That's why you are unskilled. Do you see then the need to grow into maturity based on what he's saying? You're still a babe. If you are still a babe, you are unskilled in the use of the word of righteousness. You got to get to the place where the devil respects you. Amen. He respects you when you show up. Because you are afraid of nothing. He knows it. When he shows up and he's telling you, many of us, I'm not sure about you, but in those days when a demon spoke through a girl to me, I was calling for help. I was praying. I wish pastor was here to help me. Well, what am I going to do now? Because I never heard a demon speak to me before. That was my first. But now he can speak all he wants. I'll probably continue doing what I'm doing until I'm ready for him. And I'll show him where to go. His voice, he can make it as deep as he wants. He's not going to move me. I can deal with it. But solid food belongs to those who are, what? Of full age. They have this skill. They are skilled in the word of righteousness. Full age. You see, that's the thing. The church is full of babies. That's the problem. They're arguing about what's allowed and what's not allowed. I can do this and get away with that. There's all kinds of stuff going on. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. By reason of use, the word of righteousness, they've used it over and over again in the situations in their lives. And now they are skilled. And they know when this is not of God (laughs) and I'm not going there, I don't care what they say, I can stand my ground, they know what to do. 
when Satan comes against your family, they know good and evil. That's evil, and that's not my portion. And you ain't, you ain't coming in here. And they'll stand their ground, and Satan will respect them by reason of use through the word of God. You know, the word is what's necessary for us for his divine nature. Notice I said, God not preparing a blessing for you. He's already prepared. There's a process. He has already prepared the blessing. He's preparing you to take you to your blessing, your inheritance in Christ. In Hebrews, uh, sorry, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 4, it says, His divine power, take note of the word divine, okay? That's God. His divine power has not going to given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through how? The knowledge. Through the word. Through the knowledge of him. Who called us by glory and virtue with power. So it's through the knowledge of him, the word of God, that's going to get you there. To get you mature. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Again, these are the words of God. That through these, through the words, through these promises, you may be partakers of his divine nature. God's looking for us through those promises, through his word, to get us to the place where we are partakers of his divine nature. God's very nature, his divine power has given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these promises, we might partake of his divine nature. That's the very nature of God himself. When you carry the nature of God as a man, Satan will not molest you or harass you. Ezekiel 2 verse 2, I didn't give that. Verse 2. We got it? Then the Spirit entered me when he spoke to me and set me on what? On my feet. And I heard him who spoke to me. When you imbibe the word of God, he'll set you on your feet. When God speaks to you and you receive the word of God, you stand up in his divine nature. You won't be sitting anymore. You'll be standing up with power, ready to go to work. When you hear his word, his spirit enters you. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, 63 there, he says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are 
spirit and their life. The word will make you to inherit your inheritance, which is his divine nature. These great and precious promises that we might be partakers of his divine nature. Having no fear. Ready to do work. Ready to teach. Ready to get people born again. Snatching them from the kingdom of darkness and delivering them to the kingdom of light. You have that power. When you imbibe the word of God, he comes into you, you'll be standing because his spirit will come into you and pull you up and you'll be standing on your feet in God's divine nature, ready to go. No devil will molest you. Amen. No devil will molest you. And let me tell you, sometimes the devil has a lie. He lies to us. He says, well, you know, you've just been a Christian for three months. Has nothing to do with time. If you are prepared in your mind, I'm going to grow up. God will begin to give you things. We only grow by revelation. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. But the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. It's delivered to you as, you are, as it's revealed to you. And the revelation is through the word of God. You grow by the word. And you can become whatever you want to become by the word. We partake of his divine nature. The word of God tells us, John 10, 35. Jesus speaking, if he called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. Yeah. If he called them gods, to whom the word of God is spoken. And Jesus added, and the scriptures cannot be broken. We're talking about his divine nature, right? How do you get there? Through the word. Through the word. You're not God the Father like the Son. But when Satan sees you and you got the word, you've become a God to him. Can I hear an amen? You have the authority, that divine nature. He knows he cannot harass you because God has made you a God to him. God said it to Moses. I have made you a God unto Pharaoh. And your brother is now your prophet. Your brother Aaron is now your prophet. You are God over Pharaoh. That Pharaoh is a type of Satan. And God made Moses because he spoke to Moses. He made Moses a God over the king who, was, who represents Satan and Aaron to be the prophet to speak to him. And when Moses appears, he doesn't say anything. He tells Aaron, his prophet, speak to him. Because I'm going to show him. I'll make sure nobody drinks water. I'll turn every water in your land to blood until you bow to me. Amen. And the Egyptians respected Moses. You know, everywhere Moses walked, the Egyptians said, that's him. See that man? They feared him. Have you ever wondered why Pharaoh didn't even try to kill Moses? Have you wondered? What could stop him from killing Moses? with everything that Moses did to the land, he could have killed him, right? Can you kill God? You can kill your God. He never even thought about it. He never even thought about it. And here Jesus said, if he called them gods, unto those whom the word of God is spoken to, and the scriptures cannot be broken. And I said, well, Pastor Goodluck said we're gods now. That's not in it. <laughs> but he says the scriptures cannot be broken. Do we believe these things? Are we going to stand with these things? And again, let me let you know, every one of us can. 
everyone. The Bible says if you are willing, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, if you are willing and you are obedient, you eat of the good of the land. And I'm ready to go for the kingdom. Amen? Things will never stay the same. Amen? Because of the words you are hearing tonight, your life is being transformed right now. Can I hear an amen? The spirit of God is entering into your heart right now and he's going to make you stand on your feet for kingdom's sake, for kingdom work's sake. God's going to do that. We're going to grow. Amen? And we're going to have solid Christians. Sometimes the most unlikely people will be the ones that will be at the forefront because Jesus is already prophesied. The first shall be last. I believe that with all of my heart. And God's going to use you. Say that tonight. God's going to use me. Amen. Say that again. Say it like you really mean it. Amen. So shall it be. So shall it be. God's producing an army here in the Ark Fellowship. I really believe that with all of my heart. God's producing an army here in the Ark Fellowship. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. Your family is going to be so at peace. It will, amaze you, it will amaze you to the point where you're saying, I hope everything is right. We've never had peace this much before. God, is, is everything okay? <laughs> oh, God's going to bring that much peace and prosperity into your family. I speak it in the name of Jesus so that you can do kingdom work. Stand up with me tonight. I didn't get to the point of prayer because I had to move on to something else. But prayer is so important. It says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. If you haven't spoken in tongues, please talk to me. Please talk to me. And if you are afraid to pray in tongues, or you just pray a few and you stop, there's something there that needs to go away because that's where your freedom lies. You cannot be afraid of praying in tongues. Pray in tongues at least 10 minutes every day. We are up to something, brothers and sisters. We are up to something. Pray in tongues every day for at least 10 minutes and watch God. We don't want to be babies anymore, amen? There are a lot of things that are happening, maybe in your life. When you start doing this, you know how Satan convulses before he leaves? There may be a little convulsion, but then don't let that bother you. They are leaving. Amen? They are leaving. They've decided this place is too hot. And they're going to leave. Amen? And your peace will come to you. The peace that Jesus gave, yes. You can bring it here, bring it here. <coughs> What's going on? 